0: The Take Action podcast series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. I'm super excited to interview Mary Stirk, which is a mastermind member of uh, our mastermind group. Um, so uh, that was obviously what we did the webinar on, if you caught the webinar. Um, but this is, uh, this is a follow-up podcast to just uh, kind of reinforce a lot of the things we talked about. Uh, so if you haven't caught the webinar, definitely go back and check that out. Um, but Mary is, um, also, she also runs our, uh, coaching program as well within the mastermind group. So she, uh, organizes and runs that program and is, is the the head coach for it. But, um, you know, just to give a quick little background on Mary, she was, uh, made the cover of investment news of 2017 women to watch, you know, she is, uh, uh, for Forbes magazine. She won two awards in 2017, Best in State and Top uh, 250 Women uh, Advisors. Also, uh, she's an author of a a book that's been an Amazon bestseller in six countries, and she's been the number one woman advisor for her broker-dealer for over uh, 10 years in a row. So, super excited to introduce Mary and to have us join us on the podcast. Hi, Mary.
0: Hi, Jason. Thanks. I'm going to bring you everywhere to introduce me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. No, you deserve it. You deserve it. So, um, oh, thank you. yeah, let's, uh, you know, Mary, I want to hear, like, just in your own words or interpretation, um, you know, what do you, what do you, what's your definition of not, you know, of a master, I guess, what's your definition of the mastermind, of a mastermind group? How would you describe a mastermind group?
0: I would describe a mastermind group as a collective um, of like-minded people who are connecting about something that is some level of common interest. So there's many types of mastermind groups, but they're all going to have some level of commonality and common interest. And that's, I think, the, the... effective scope of how i would describe it
1: yeah that's a good and and what would that's a great uh description what would you say um what's the why right like why be in a mastermind group what's the purpose of a mastermind group for the participants
0: in my opinion the biggest purpose of a mastermind group is to be able to tap into the collective wisdom of people who in some way think like you because usually people are operating in some kind of silo right you like your your own little island and it's easy to get into a comfort level of doing the same things the same way within your own business and a mastermind i think the biggest why for me of why i like being inside of one is because i can tap into all of the best practices someone else is doing learn from them in a very collaborative environment and everything that I learn and absorb is all information that's going to help me come home and improve things for my business and for my clients and in my life.
1: That's great. That's great. And, and I guess, um, I guess how has being in, how is being in this, in the mastermind group that you're in with us, the Clarity of Prosperity, how has this helped, you know, elevate your business? Big picture. So,
0: I big picture, I think it's elevated our business in a lot of ways. So I've, you know, over the course of my career, been in a number of different masterminds. And when I first started to investigate and get to know what C2P had to offer, I was blown away not only because of the depths of the material that was already created, but also because of the collaborative nature and the sharing of how it's all set up to access it to learn. So big picture for me, I learn the best by being able to research and investigate things, and then by talking to someone live. Some people learn the best by being in small groups or one-on-one or reading things, but what I loved about C2P was there's multiple ways to access the information and to grow, and there was ways that I respond to the best, so I was able to just jump in with both feet and (laughs) start learning and giving back and contributing, too.
1: That's a, yeah, you've absolutely given back and contributed. You know, and I've never asked you this before, Mary, but, like, what, you know, what would you say has been the biggest impact, like, of, you know, the something you've learned or, or you know, concept, strategy, people, wh- whatever. Is there anything specific that's kind of been the biggest impact, you know, over the last year?
0: Um. I would say that there's two things that have been the biggest impact and they're two very different things. The first thing is a sense of belonging and camaraderie and connection. And the second thing is a direct impact on making more money and increasing our bottom line. So I think it's worth talking about both of those things um, because both of them have been true for us. Um so do tell. Go go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> in the industry, it seems like there's a lot of consolidation of companies happening. So you see small broker dealers getting bought out by larger broker dealers. You see small RIAs being bought out by larger RIAs. And what's happening and as what I see has been happening really over the course of the last 10 years is that there is um a consolidation, and that's taking away from the intimacy or the feeling of any type of family like connection with the companies that are kind of the main parent companies that people do business with in our industry
1: uh, and like dealers yeah,
0: yeah, so you know when I started in this industry twenty five some odd years ago, it was easy to have these personal relationships with people at the broker-dealer level. And over time, those have kind of trickled off because people have moved, companies get bigger, you know, you just become one of 8,000 advisors instead of one of 800. And because of that phenomenon in our industry, it's created this void where the connectivity just kind of left me feeling a little bit um, rudderless. And so when I connected into the C2P mastermind group, what I immediately found was like-minded people, meaning they're thinking about things in terms of holistic planning and holistic businesses. But I also found a group of people who were just good people. (laughs) So people at the executive level, people that are the advisors in the mastermind. This is a great group of human beings that are fun, but they're also very aligned with me in thinking about business, and they are just really quality human beings from you know an ethical and an integrity standpoint. So it just re- it just kind of brought full circle that feeling of kind of finding a new family and a new group to be a part of. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome, and you um and I'm I'm so happy you feel that way because you're definitely. A key member of the family, (laughs) your sister. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The, you know, I want to ask about something you just said. You know, just again, like I want to hear in your words, what would your debt, like you said, you know, our mastermind group has like-minded advisors, and that was great Mm -hmm. to yourself. So, and you said because they're doing holistic planning and they have holistic businesses. Give me your definition of what holistic planning is. And then secondly, what is a holistic business?
0: Well, I guess in my words, holistic planning would be looking at your client and the relationship that you have with your client um, in terms that is greater than just a transactional sale. So holistic planning would be taking in the client's whole financial picture to be able to make recommendations surrounding investments, retirement planning, and things like that. Um, A holistic business, in my opinion, is more about going beyond just the investment piece of it and being able to assist the client with things that are connected on the financial end beyond just the money, so maybe the insurance planning, the social security maximization, the long-term care planning, the state planning, things like that that's a more robust type of relationship, and also being able to offer it in a way that has multiple compensation arrangements. So instead of just being commission-based, I view holistic businesses as being fee-based and maybe even having multiple ways that that a client can tie in from a fee standpoint, as well as offering products that are commissionable. And in doing all of that, that's, I believe, how you act as a full fiduciary versus just that transactional relationship.
1: I agree. You know, there's a lot in the industry and I might ruffle a few feathers, but I mean, you know there's all, all there a lot of times there's a lot of darts thrown at the insurance only people right, and they're like mm-hmm. out there presenting themselves as investment people and there's definitely some people that are that are doing that and they're not doing the right thing because they're posing themselves as fiduciaries or as you know be you know uh offering everything when they really can't offer everything but I really mm-hmm. believe that on the other side the the fee only right not fee-based but fee-only rias and they're you know they're so proud of that and they and a lot of times you know those people like kind of talk down on or look down on the people who offer commissions but in my Mm -hmm. opinion they're the one they're it's the same thing as the insurance only people i mean they can't offer the full package because they might refer it to someone they trust but in reality you don't have true quality control to make sure the absolute best product for that client situation is actually being implemented with total agnostic no compensation you know playing into it
0: well I completely agree with that I mean when you kind of look at the scope of the financial programs or products that are available for every investor to utilize Let's just, it's not an equals, but let's just say half of them are offered in a commissionable arrangement and half of them are offered in a fee-only arrangement. So if you're only one or the other of those, you really only have access to help your clients with half of what's available. And a holistic advisor is going to be able to be that hybrid where they can do commissionable, they can do fee, and then they're offering their clients the greater scope of everything that's available and just making sure they're disclosing how they're getting paid, if it's, you know, within their arrangement that they have with their client. That is part of being holistic, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention, I mean, if you're going to be the other, you know, when I, when I think about holistic, I mean, I think about, like, one of our mastermind members, um, uh, John. Right, um, in out of Pittsburgh, and so you know John is is not a holistic planner, right? I mean, he's insurance only, but his son does all the investments. And actually, Don out of St. Louis is same thing. Of course, now he got his investment license, but still he operated that way for a long time. And so, as a team, they ran a holistic business model, and ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, so there's a difference between I think. Uh, an advisor that's actually doing the holistic planning or an advisor that maybe owns a has a holistic business to ensure all the areas are, are being coordinated and tied together, but maybe they're not actually doing the holistic planning. You know, like John, for example, he has a holistic business model, but I wouldn't say he's necessarily doing the full holistic planning. Um, right. Now as a combination with him and his, as two sons i think together they're they're accomplishing the goals but there is kind of a little bit of a difference i mean to me i guess holistic planning is comprehensive financial planning with the coordination of tax planning you know insurance medicare social security but but ultimately it's that holistic business you know and and i you know what really threw me off is you started to explain that mary is you know you were explaining the holistic business is is providing all those services um i guess in the past i I've, I've explained holistic planning is providing all those services but i think if your business provides them all the holistic planning piece is i guess more of the comprehensive financial planning coordinated with the tax planning and maybe a state. Okay. planning
0: okay i can see where you're going with that mhm
1: I'm do you actually think just totally problems, brainstorming. Yeah. I'm totally brainstorming <laughs> out loud. Is all I'm doing with you. But but the way you described it, it was a little bit different than I would have described it. And then I was just trying to, you know what I mean? Just. I
0: I do understand what you mean. Um, and I guess that I I can I can see where you're winding in more of that like tax planning strategy and different things like that. I think I might have been approaching it more from the angle of um, not all holistic planning is going to encompass all of that, right? So you can do holistic planning with a client if you know them and you know their financial situation. They might not want to do all of that. They may want to just key in on the the investment piece or the retirement income piece of it only. And that can still be holistic planning. and then I, I guess my differentiation is when you start getting into the other areas that require higher levels of expertise beyond just investment management or income strategies, then you've had to develop your business model to such where the expertise is embedded into your practice. So kind of like what you were saying with John's firm, you know, they have different people that have different expertise then it becomes more of a holistic business because the expertise may be spread around, but it's all there. It's just probably a little bit of tomato, tomato.
1: <laughs> no, no. I, I I mean, it's a, it's an interesting conversation to me in, um, and also, you know, what I really liked about what you said a, a few minutes ago though too, is that holistic planning, you know, you really need to be representing both sides you need to be representing the risk management side, which would be like insurance and annuities, et cetera, um, uh, equally with the investment side. And so maybe, I think you and I are making the definition of holistic planning as we speak, is my opinion. But (laughs) Maybe the holistic planning is just that, right? It's it's the representation of both sides and being able to really look at it agnostically and not say, hey, I'm doing a $500,000 rollover, but I'm gonna put it all at 100% in AUM because I want a 1% fee for life, or, you know, and and on an appreciating asset. Or you're not rolling it all over into an annuity because you wanna get that six, 7% commission. You're looking at it agnostically and you're ultimately doing Holistic planning is comprehensive financial planning that's in the best interest of the client.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You, you are spot on with that.
1: Yeah, you, you know what, I just, as we were talking, I Googled holistic planning, and of course the internet is the source for like all all truth, of course, right? <laughs> <But> <laughs> I can't remember to hear what this is
0: gonna
1: be. <laughs> the benefits of holistic planning uh, comprehensive financial planning includes, so they literally say holistic planning is comprehensive financial planning, includes cash management, accumulation of retirement assets, life and health insurance, education funding, tax planning, and retirement income planning.
0: Perfect, so that's there we go. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: interweb. All right, so back to mastermind groups. Our mastermind group <laughs> of uh, holistic planning uh, do you, uh, what what's important to look for? Well, in your opinion, what's important to look for in a mastermind group, Mary?
0: I think that the primary thing that's important to look for is that the mastermind group should really align with your own vision. So, for instance, I value the holistic planning and the full service planning model and way of being in business. And I want an mastermind group that's going to reflect and echo that. So. I think that is the first layer. The second thing, though, is I think it should be fun, and you should actually enjoy the people in your group. <laughs> I mean, that's I think that's key. That's critical.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And you know what? Um, on the webinar, I kind of talked about, like, how important, you know, it's it's a little hokey, but it's got to be, like, friendly people, right? You can't have any jerks because it just kills the – The vibe and the momentum, like, and that's where innovation, when people are confident and happy, that's where innovation comes out, you know, when it gets stymied when somebody's a jerk or negative, you know, so Mm -hmm. that's that's a key component, I think, of a successful mastermind group. And I also think it's super important that that the stage is set up front, that it's a two-way street. You have to give back, just like, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to give as much as you take out of the group. And I think that piece is really important, too.
0: I kind of think about that in terms of, like, maybe fuel for a vehicle, right? So to fuel a vehicle, you're you're putting in fuel, and then that fuel is then letting you go drive around, right? So if you're taking the collective wisdom from the group, that's like putting in the fuel. But then what you're accomplishing when you're driving around it's letting you contribute back to the world with what you're able to go do in your car um what you're powered by it to do so i feel like the two-way street is so critical to the success of a mastermind and having it set up that there's a way to honor and also um be able to pull out that wisdom and experience from people those pieces being in place is really what creates success inside of a mastermind.
1: Yeah, no doubt. That's awesome. So, okay. So, you know, we're, you know, we're in a constantly changing uh, environment, you know, in the, in the Uh industry we're in. And, and, I mean, it's hard uh, to stay on top, you know, of all the latest, like, tax planning and financial planning strategies i mean tax planning when in in you know co- coordinated with the retirement income and financial planning and and all these you know there's just so much like noise and chatter constantly being emailed to us right and emailed mm-hmm. and social media every time i go on link LinkedIn, linkedin or facebook or i check my email or you know it's just you're getting bombarded or even my snail mail and so Um, How do you develop a curated source to access great strategies that top level peers are utilizing?
0: Well, I think that's exactly what a mastermind is designed to do, right? So the curated source is your mastermind group and it's made up of top level peers sharing what it is that you're utilizing. And so like the curation part for me inside of that is instead of trying to sift through and read all of the clutter and the chatter that I get from the industry thrown at me all the time, I know that I trust the people and the information and the quality and integrity of what's coming out of our mastermind group. And so I focus on paying attention to the information being sent from our mastermind and it just helps me easily be able to delete or weed out or not even pay attention to a lot of the other noise um and what i find when i do that is if i am starting to pay or am paying attention to less and less but paying attention to it at a higher level then i'm bringing into my brain the right information and it's the information that's implementable And then that ties back to what I was saying earlier, there's different ways that people learn, right? So a great mastermind is going to be putting out this information through multiple channels to tap into the ways that people learn and absorb information. And so I can take the great big wide breadth of information that our C2P mastermind offers, and I can distill it down to, if I'm paying attention to these things, this way of learning that I like the best, then it really has created a funnel so that only the most and the best and the, the highest level of stuff is hitting my brain and taking up my energy.
1: That's that's great. And you know what made you you made me think about is uh, as you explained all this is, you know, a good example is, um, you know, so part of our mastermind group is we offer the, you know, the 30 minute, you know, mentoring calls that are available. And so Brian, out of my office, who runs my operations and is the number one rainmaker, he's kind of, I have passed that torch to him over the years and he's killing it. As you know, you've been mentoring him.
0: He is. And mm-hmm.
1: and so what's really interesting about it though, is like, um, you know, you're mentoring him and he's learning all these things from you that I, you know, he, you know, I, not saying, you know, he's not learning anything more from me, but, you know, it's kind of like, I'm almost like his big brother or his dad at this point. So he's gonna, <laughs> he's, gonna he's, he's not gonna listen to me anymore, right? He's all grown up, whatever. But no, he's, uh so he, you're mentoring him. He's learned a lot of stuff from you. But what was cool about it is then, you know, we turn around and I can name a lot of stuff I've learned from you, but like, when I went through and talked to you about how what a huge part of my business Roth conversions are and you had mm-hmm. made the comment like almost none of yours is. And now, you know, you're turning around, you know, going back to, you know, Brian in my office and actually like reverse mentoring. And it's just like, you know, yes. that's just a good example of the power of the, you know, collectively all, you know, helping each other.
0: Well, I think that's very true and that's a beautiful example to use because sometimes when you have like ongoing mentor, mentee type of relationships, there's a little bit of an ego factor that gets involved where the mentor is kinda like, I already know it all and the mentee is like just searching for the information. But what's beautiful about the mentor connect program is not only are there multiple mentors you can tap into, so you're you're drawing from a wide pool of wisdom, but it allows there to be the no ego-driven things happening there. So I respect Brian's take on the things that I don't know. At the same level, he respects my take on the things he doesn't know. And together, we are just helping each other grow. And if there's something someone else is doing in their business that is responsible for Fifty percent of their revenue, and it's something completely different than I'm doing altogether. Just think how much I can grow if I'm willing to go listen to what it is you're doing and start to implement it in my business. I mean, it's huge. The sky's the limit.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. And it, you know, and even like you're you're a mentor for you know practice management leadership, and in amongst other things, where Brian's actually is a listed as a mentor for tax planning purposes mm-hmm. and so yep. you know and and it's so easy right to get you know to lose sight of that but but what i'm what's so neat is there's just so many peer to peer mentoring we could give ten more examples that are happening right it's pretty far. <laughs>
0: And that's yeah. just one facet of the type of way that you can learn within our mastermind group. There's so many other ways to do that, too, that depending on your learning style and what you like doing, you can get that that same effect, you know, from multiple programs.
1: You know, I don't want to throw you on the spot, but if, can you think of anything, a specific situation where you learned something from the mastermind group? that you were actually able to take to your practice and and make a bunch of money (laughs) like like an actual idea or concept (laughs) or strategy or something where you were like able to literally parlay it into you know an opportunity to increase revenue
0: yes i have i can think of two specific ones that literally have happened within the last year um at one of our live mastermind collegiums dave allison was talking about an idea of a donor advised fund and how working with a specific company that he had learned about was able to create these massive tax deductions for clients all in the year where they needed them but then allow them to spread out their gifts to charities over time through this donor advised fund concept and i was able to take that back and um and implement it within a few months, but used the concept to draw in a $4.6 million client who had a lot of charitable intent and nobody else was talking to him about donor advised funds. So had I not heard about that idea at our Mastermind Collegium, it wouldn't have even been something I'd have had on the table to talk to this client about. And I know that that was one of the big hooks that, made him decide to go with our firm for all 4.6 million dollars that he had so that's a big one right there
1: wow that's an awesome one yeah yeah
0: (laughs) also yeah also there was um a webinar that was done a while back that was talking about using fixed index annuities as a replacement strategy for bonds in an investment portfolio and so I listened to the webinar, did some research with that, and then we actually were able to look at a fairly substantial portfolio that was about $2.5 million, where they were saying they really don't like bonds, but they just, they know that they don't want to have it all in stocks and they didn't really know what to do with it. And so we were able to position the fixed index annuity as a bond replacement. And so all of the stocks went into a managed account. And all of the bond portion of what they would have had went into the fixed index annuity, and we wrote a you know a million dollar plus fixed index annuity just because of positioning that we learned from that webinar.
1: That's great, yeah, those are great examples, I guess, yeah, those are great <laughs> examples. I guess you did have a couple directly revenue increasing um yes what um uh what would you say um you know, so, so any advisors that are leading a firm and let's say they have associate advisors, um, how does being in the mastermind group help their associate advisors, you know, grow or their firm grow, you know, but from a uh, kind of the trickle down effect of, of the, the, uh, the things that they're learning going down to their associate advisors.
0: Well, I actually think that's one of the, benefits of our C2P mastermind is as a lead advisor in my firm I don't have time to recreate the wheel and so the more turnkey any type of training is whether it's a sales process or whether it's product training or marketing ideas things like that the more turnkey it is the more it can be easily taught and then adopted by the associate advisors in my office so The the level that C2P has gone to put these things into turnkey ways of doing business is such a big attraction for people because then we can just, like you said, trickle it down to our people. Um, When we first started doing the bucket planning approach within our financial planning, I learned it first. But I didn't have to go back and teach everybody what I had learned. I was able to just send them through the e-learning modules and have them tie into the training that we did with people at um, the C2P's office to get them up to speed on how to do it. And that probably saved me 20 hours per advisor of just straight one-on-one training that I otherwise would have had to do. So I think that's major
1: yeah no doubt about it like it is great because you know i do the same thing i'm you know i try to right now i'm taking chad through the process in my office he sits in it on my client meetings but for me to just send them to other offices model offices get on mentoring calls uh, be able to actually go through our day and a half live training on financial planning the 1.0 and then go through the bucket plan, 2.0, comprehensive, holistic, financial plan. I mean, it just outsources an ungodly amount of hours, not only the live <laughs> training, but the online e-learning because mm-hmm. I can hold them accountable. I can see if he took the course. I can see if he passed the quizzes, you know, to actually that he retained the knowledge.
0: Right. and And, you know, it's, A commonly known thing that in our industry, especially in the independent model, there's not fabulous training tracks built to take somebody from A to Z to make them into a great financial planner. And so these turnkey processes that are on e-learning, backed up by live trainings, backed up by access to mentors that can help with it, backed up by coaching, backed up by study groups, That kind of reinforcement of the knowledge is an excellent way for an advisor trying to grow their firm to bring someone in as an associate advisor and grow them up and know that the methodology that that associate advisor is working within is solid.
1: And on that note, I might just have to close out this podcast because that was a great (laughs) closing. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for joining me, Mary. And thanks for everything that you do to make our mastermind group what it is.
0: Absolutely. I'm thrilled to be a part of it. And thanks for having me on the podcast today, Jason. All
1: right. Take care.
0: Bye-bye. The Take Action podcast series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com.